I'd like to begin today by saying a word of thanks to our singers and to their parents. Thank you so much for blessing us in this sacred space. What a great day. And thank you for your gifts that you have contributed so richly. You have blessed us, but I want to tell you a secret. You've also blessed yourselves because there is great evidence, all kinds of evidence now, that singing is good for you. It's good for you physically because it requires you to have breath control. It's good for you emotionally because you're with other people doing the same thing at the same time and making something good and creative. It's good for you spiritually because you're connecting with something bigger and broader than yourselves. And I'll give you additional evidence that it's good for you. I want you all to turn and look at Mr. Mark for just a second. He is such a talented musician and so good with all of you, he's actually 107 years old. (laughs) So see, music will give you a long and rich life. So we're so thankful for him and for all of you and for your families that have nurtured you. You may have noticed grasshoppers on our altar table and the title of the sermon. We seemed to ourselves as grasshoppers. It comes from a place in the Bible called Numbers, a book in the Old Testament where there are these scouts that have gone as a part of the children of Israel to look at the new land where they're headed. And they they look on this new land and they see all that's there, the great beauty and the irrigation and the crops and the people. And they are afraid. They're intimidated. And they say as they come back and give their report to the larger group of people and to Moses or to, to Joshua, they say, it was great. It was beautiful. And we seemed to ourselves as grasshoppers. In other words, what were they saying? We felt really small. By the way, these grasshoppers, we had a lot more of them this morning, but they've somehow, I don't know, maybe they're around, they've gotten, they've escaped. So if you see any grasshoppers in your pews, just let us know. But grasshoppers, what are they? They're small. And the people who are reporting to the larger group and to Joshua are terrified. They feel insignificant compared to the land that they're looking at and the people that are there. Now, have you all ever felt this way? Specifically, boys and girls and young people, our singers today, have you all ever felt really small and insignificant? Probably you have. Maybe it was going to a new school. Maybe it was going to a new grade. Maybe it was starting a sport that you were unfamiliar with. Maybe for some of you singers, you're preparing to go to college and you're beginning to realize that you're doing great in your high school but you're going to be just one of many great students at college. And you feel maybe a little afraid, insignificant. Maybe you feel like a grasshopper among giants. I'll tell you another secret. Your parents feel this way too. All of us have felt this way or feel this way at various times in our lives. We feel intimidated, insignificant, maybe because of our job situation or a larger family situation or something going on in our neighborhood or just being compared to other people, looking at the group of folks that you want to hang around with and thinking, I'm just not as good as they are. I'm not as smart as they are. I'm not as successful as they are. And we seem to ourselves 
as grasshoppers. And we feel afraid and intimidated and very small. Well, to this group of people who tried to figure out how can we enter this new land on, an, on this journey that we're a part of, and Joshua preaches to the congregation, and he gives them and us these five points of hope. First of all, be strong as you enter into this new place. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed or confused. Now, that all may sound like, well, it's good information, but how do I be strong? How do I be courageous? How do I keep from being afraid, and how do I keep from being dismayed about all the stuff that I'm confronting or confused about all the complexities of my life? And Joshua concludes his sermon by saying these words that resonate then and now. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go and whatever you face. Now, I'd like to hold that there for just a moment and talk about the broader message of Scripture and how, really, in a way, starting in Genesis all the way through the very end in Revelation, there is a continual focus on how we deal with these stresses and strains in our lives. And we're going to take a little step back and look at the broader world and, and kind of God's dream for each one of us that come to us from various parts of the world. In fact, it's called, they're called the blue zones. Some of you may have heard this. There are five different places in the world where, once again, we have evidence for the fact that there are some really important things. In fact, seven specific things that you and I can do to help us accomplish these imperatives that Joshua shared with the people. In these blue zones, and they are these five places, uh, Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, Sardinia, Italy, Icaria, Greece, an island off the coast, or in the Aegean Sea off the coast of Turkey, Loma Linda, California, and Okinawa, Japan. All five of these places, these blue zones, have this in common. They have the highest rate of people who live into their late 90s and 100s. They are very clearly doing something in these five different places that is good for physical health, but also evidence points to the fact that the people are not only living longer in these five areas, but they're living happier, more contented, more fulfilled lives because they're doing some very specific things that people have begun to evaluate and figure out what are specifically seven things that we can learn from these five areas and the people who live there? So here are what I would call the blue zone magic that is going to be translated, we'll, we'll believe it or not, fit this into the Bible because the Bible has been teaching this same kind of principle all along. First of all, one of the blue zone magics is food, not just any food, but good food, healthy food, a healthy diet. These people live long lives because they eat what sometimes would be called Mediterranean-based or plant-based or Mediterranean diets. Less red meat, in fact, many of them eat no red meat. In fact, one of the, the folks in Loma Linda, California are all vegetarians in the whole town pretty much. 
So plant-based foods, but rich in taste and goodness, this idea of good food and a healthy diet is essential to giving us the strength, the courage that we need to face the things in our lives to keep us feeling from feeling like grasshoppers compared to other folks. In addition to good food, good friends. To have a network of people that you trust and enjoy being around. The French philosopher Voltaire once said, the real meaning to life is wrapped up in these three things. Good food, good friends, and good digestion. Those of you that understand what he's saying know exactly how that feels. Good food, good friends, good digestion. Here, it's simply wrapped up into this sense of having a network of people who care for you and you care for. Feeling like you're a part of something broader. In these five areas in the world, friendships are rich and good and long-lasting. In addition, exercise. Now, you may think, well, this, of course, makes sense. You live longer if you exercise well. In these five areas in the world, the blue zones, the exercise that people take generally is not going to a gym and working out. They're walking everywhere. Now, if you studied the Bible before, you know that in the Old Testament and the New Testament, everything that is talked about is just this implicit understanding that people are going to be walking everywhere they go. If you read the New Testament, the Gospels specifically, Jesus is always going somewhere. And how's he getting there? He's walking. He's getting exercise. So there's this just great understanding that good food, good friends, good exercise also necessitates good sleep. Now, I'm not going to take a survey here, but I want you to think about how are you sleeping lately? Adults and children. Sometimes we hear this, especially if you're in high school and you're taking AP classes. Chances are you're not getting much sleep. And somebody may have said to you, well, you can sleep when you die. Anybody ever heard that? <laughs> well, the problem is you're going to die a lot sooner if you don't get enough sleep. So you need good food. You need good friends. You need good exercise. You need good sleep to make us fulfilling what God hopes and dreams for our lives. You also need a good community. Friends are important, but there's this idea in these five areas in the blue zones that there's a sense of broader community beyond just friendships where these people, as they get older, are increasingly respected by their community. There's a sense of wisdom that comes from people who've been around for a while. Uh, singers, you all are sitting among some people who've been around for a while, grandparents and aunts and uncles and parents who, whether you believe it or not, actually know some things about life. They've had some hard times and they've had some good times and experience sometimes is a very important teacher. This idea of the broader community beyond our friendships is essential where we together share in the wisdom accumulated from experience and appreciation of one another and what we offer. In addition to community, when you're a part of something bigger than yourself, a positive self-image is vital. If you're getting, having good food, good exercise, good friends, good sleep, good community, chances are you're going to be feeling better about yourself. A positive self-image is vital for moving through our lives in the way God intends for you and for me. 
And finally, Harold Koenig at Duke University in North Carolina, years ago began a study, he's a, a psychiatrist on the faculty of Duke University, and he really uh, gave clear evidence to what now we're discovering of these blue zones. And that is the seventh principle of long life and good life is good faith. There is clear evidence now that if you have faith in something beyond you and your community, that that is life-giving and good and helps you not only feel better about yourself and those around you, but actually helps you live longer, better, and happier. The evidence from these five blue zones is very exciting, and it provides us with this, that the Bible has all along known what it's talking about, to love God with everything we are and everything we have, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, and this really gets back to these principles. If I love myself, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get good exercise, eat right, have a good diet, and, and sleep well, have friends, community. I'm going to have uh, something that is, that is ongoing in my life that means something good and rich and right, and I'm going to have faith in something beyond myself because life is too good and beautiful not to believe that it just happened that God has given this to me as a gift, and now I'm responsible for making my gift mean something to my community and those around us, maybe through the gift of song and blessing us, through your feeling better about yourself and singers, your opportunity to be a part of this network that, that Mark has created in the Decatur Avondale Children's Choir where you can enrich your life with the gift of song and enrich and bless our lives with the gift of your gifts. Therefore, we can then be strong, courageous. We don't have to be afraid or confused. Why? Because we have one another, a broader community that is taking care of ourselves and loving our neighbors and ourselves and our God. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thanks be to God. Amen.